0: Drove me crazy. You go to a Colt game, and it's like everybody's rooting for the wrong teams. like it really pissed me off. Oh, so we're, we're live right now. Like, what was that here we are talking like? about football. Yeah. Right? Because that's what we do here on Las Vegas Real Estate Now. <laughs> we talk about football. Uh, uh, a bit? A bit. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's really a, the show revolves around football, food, and then eventually real estate. <laughs> you know, every now and then we talk about real estate.
1: I've seen some connections to real estate. That's true. Yeah. Oh really? You're gonna. You're gonna I'm telling to you, you're talking. My microphone? I
0: don't. I hardly. I hardly hear. I
1: did it. notice Cynthia last week was was hard to hear. It to is that me. right? Yeah.
0: I think we need to adjust yours actually. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna.
1: I am gonna adjust. It. I do not consent. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I do not. Yeah. Now my face is blocked from the camera. I'm
0: okay. Well, now well, at least we can hear you.
1: Well, you. You can't. <laughs>
0: This is a radio show, by the way. I is just there, want to remind everybody. <laughs> if
1: we have a listener who's an audiologist, <laughs> uh, audiologist—I think that's the right word. For yeah, I do have hearing, hearing issues. Tests. I do yeah, actually
0: yeah. have some hearing issues,
1: and I can always project. Like I
0: that. can never hear my wife. I don't know what the story is. I can never hear Helene. <laughs> I just don't hear her very well. Yeah, yeah, she's 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 always letting me know. Hey, you don't you never hear me. Yeah. That's a problem. It is. Anyway, so today, today, as we're preparing for our program, you're, you're listening uh, to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're going to be airing this Saturday on on uh, KDWN. That's 101.5 FM at 11 a.m. In the meantime, you're welcome to stay with us here wherever you are on Facebook or YouTube or LinkedIn or wherever it is that you're listening to us. Please stay, stick around because you're going to hear... Mars. Mars if you're on mars yeah if you're going to hear the stuff that you're hearing now the stuff in between the segments which is often more entertaining than the actual segments sometimes (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway so stick around so meanwhile i think we should just get started oh and when you're listening today you're going to hear ben grove uh from vip inspections and john ingram from prosperity home mortgage
1: thank you yes
0: home loans home mortgage which is it
1: home mortgage home mortgage
0: okay i always you know I, yeah, it's You lender, lending companies confuse me. You know, I don't know which is which.
1: Right, like we're the problem. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, here we go. Let's get started. Let's start the show. Segment one.
1: And I want to see Carly's enthusiasm and caring for the show. Always.
0: Here we go. Segment one. Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's. Educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.0048897. On this program, we're dedicated, I said dedicated, to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, oh, yeah? please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, at 702-203-1165. Thanks for the assist, John. That was, yeah, that, that, that that lovely assist came from John Ingram from Prosperity Home Home Mortgage.
1: He's back. Look out have John, the problem, returning child. grand champion.
0: We also have Ben Grove here from VIP Inspections. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Great to be here. Thank you, glad Harvey. To, glad to have you back. Good ben, I, out. ben, I want you know I, I wanted to talk to you about a couple things, but I, I want to talk about new home inspections. I mean, this is a topic we've covered before, but I want to cover it again because I think there's a lot of buyers out there right now leaning towards new. Because they're
1: pushed into new in a, in a large they, way in the marketplace.
0: Right? and, and uh, indeed. And I'm not sure yeah. they're doing it for the right reasons, but they're doing it purely interest rate driven, which is not necessarily the right reason to do it, but they're doing it nonetheless. <laughs> and and that's yeah. that's fine. But when you buy a new home, you know, there's some sentiment out there that, yeah, I don't need a home inspection.
1: Yeah, yeah it's brand new. It's, it's guaranteed, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I
2: don't need an inspection, right? Yeah, and when you when you step into the sales process of buying a new home, you'll have people in your ear telling you uh, that, that you probably don't need a home inspection and that you're buying, a, a, sure. like you said, a brand new home and all of that. But you, you really do need to watch uh, the process as much as you possibly can. So, yeah. So um, if you're if you're buying a, a home from what we call standing inventory where the home's already been completed and you're gonna go in and, and just pick it out like you would a new car uh, you, you certainly need the inspection in that case because you haven't really observed what's went on in the process so right the walls uh, are already sealed yeah, up yeah, yeah yeah so we can we, we can definitely we can get in there you know and we can look at all the systems and and, and what what we usually find in a, in a completed new home is we have uh, major things that we want to verify, right? We want to verify that the heating, the, uh, the cooling, you know, the roof, uh, all those major things have been put in place properly and they're functioning. But then inevitably we pick up really a whole basket of, of workmanship type things. Right. So uh, how is the trim? How is the fit and finish? How is the paint coverage? How is the paint quality? Uh, On both the interior and the exterior, because that's going to matter as far as when you're going to have to do maintenance down the road. Mm -hmm. So if you're light on paint or something outside isn't painted, then that's going to be something you'd have to deal with sooner rather than later. So you want to get all of those workmanship type things up to standards. Uh, before you go in and take the keys, and, and, and we, inevitably we have those issues.
0: And that's when you have the most leverage is before you get the keys. I mean, because once you get the keys, it's a little bit different. And they, and they still have to fix things. Don't get me wrong, and they will. Generally, the builders are pretty good at responding to these requests. But before you sign the paperwork, they really, they're, they're going to hustle. They're going to hustle to get it done. And and Agreed. again, I'm not I'm not denigrating them at all. I just know that that's there's there's additional motivation.
1: Well, I I certainly like the idea of hey, fix it before I have to set appointments.
0: Exactly like, when,
1: before I have to disrupt my day, right? And take off from work to be there to hang out with you while you fix stuff. And,
0: yeah. Indeed, you know, and, and I know when we do new home walks, and I do walks with my clients all the time when they buy new homes. That there are certain things that I know I'm looking for that they're just excited about getting in the house. You know, so, you know oh. where do I sign? When can we sign? Let's get, you know, we want to get in. We're ready to move. The movers are coming tomorrow. Let's get, it. I'm a little more scrutinous and I can mm-hmm. be more scrutinous because I've done this a few times. And so I'll, there are certain things that I know I look for when I do that. But what I wanted to talk about, I, I think that's, that's a great point. And I think it's important to understand that. I think that it, it's not only important to do a home inspection. I think it's maybe, maybe even do it twice. And because, and I always suggest that when you buy a new home, you do a, a have a home inspector go into the home at 10 or 11 months. To create a punch list that you can give to the builder before that expiration of that initial bumper-to-bumper, quote-unquote, warranty happens, and then here, you know, here, Mr. and Mrs. Builder, or here, Mr. Builder, take care of this punch list for me that's provided by a home inspector.
2: Yeah, of course. And, and and let's say you're already in a new home for a couple months and, and you didn't get an initial inspection. Yeah. And now maybe you're noticing some things or maybe you even aren't. Maybe you just want to verify that you have enough insulation in the attic or you have some of these things in place. We've seen that, right? Yeah, we've seen that, that a lot of times it's been shorter or maybe yeah. forgotten in some cases. So it's not too late. So like yeah. you said, right up until month 10, month 11, um, you, you can have an inspection done because you're covered by that bumper-to-bumper warranty. So all of those things, even the workmanship things, you know, yeah. if we paint and fits and finishes and things and cabinets are still going to be covered
0: i've seen specific examples of this where uh, a homeowner bought a home and i you know we even reminded them at 11 months to get an inspection they didn't do it mm-hmm. then we sold the home four years later and, and it was a broken roof truss now a broken mm-hmm. roof truss is something that should always be covered but it wasn't the the, the warranty had expired and in this particular builder, and so they had to have it fixed themselves. Fortunately, it wasn't that terribly expensive, but it could have been avoided wow. had they had the home inspection done and said, hey, Mr. Builder, i got a broken roof truss. Let's fix that thing and, and, and call it a day. The other thing we've seen, and I know you've seen this when you've done them, is they forget to hook up the ductwork in certain elements of the house. It's yeah. like they're, yeah. the, the attic is beautifully, wonderfully yeah. cold, yeah. But, but those two bedrooms on the other side of the upstairs, they're not Ooh, getting anything. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've seen that before, too.
2: Yeah, issues with the HVAC, and that you, you'll find that after the fact, or yeah. you know, we found if maybe there are a few roof tiles short, and they just forget to put a few roof tiles on, <laughs> okay. so you know, so yeah. things like that. But but if you have the luxury to be with the home from the start of the construction process, yeah. now that's that's a lot better. And there's still ways uh, that an inspector can help you in that too, because yeah. we're doing a lot more course of construction inspections. So that's a great we're idea. Doing a lot more walkthroughs during the framing process, during the insulation process uh getting some looks like a package that people
1: can buy for that kind of thing
2: like can i
1: hire a home inspector to do that multi-phase inspection
2: yeah so what 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 we've been doing it works really great is most people are going to want to get that big final inspection anyway right so so that remains as it is and then every time prior to that that you want us to come out it's just uh like a very standard usually like a hundred dollar fee to come out and sweet Do a, a pre-inspection at the framing stage or the right. or the wiring stage, and and you mentioned HVAC, so maybe there's not a duct disconnected, but maybe there's one that's pinched up in like right a, like an, a a ceiling space or something like that. that right. then we can see it and we can make a note and have yeah, that strike out.
0: I've seen it when they drag those those flexible ducts through some of the trusses, and it, it, they kind of it's a little too small a space, and it, it pinches it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it cuts off the amount of air that can even get through there. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that before too. Yeah, it's it, you know, it's and it's great that you can go into the house and see. Without walls, you can see oh, exactly. the skeleton yeah. of the house, and that's that really makes your inspection actually quite a lot, quite a bit
2: easier. Yeah, and we, we can eliminate problems that would come up down the road. So right. so let's say the the wiring is going through the wall studs, and we, we check that really closely, especially on the exterior walls. We'll walk around and we'll check all the wiring. Because every once in a while, uh, you'll have a wire that will be hit by a nail or a staple right, from the outside. Yeah. And if you don't find it and everything gets closed up, and then all of a sudden you have a breaker that keeps tripping, and a so-called nuisance tripping. You don't yeah. know why, but it's because of that little, yeah. that little staple in the wall there. Interesting. Can... Okay. I,
0: I also wanted to just touch on um, uh, preventative leaks and, and, and water damage. Let's talk a little, just a little bit about that, what we can do to avoid that, and what we need to be doing to watch that.
2: Yeah, that's the number one enemy I think um, in in homes uh, that that give people fits is anything to do with plumbing and leaks and and sure. and water. And water like
0: damage that. turns into mold, mm-hmm. and that's a big issue. Yeah.
2: yeah, it gets a big issue and it gets expensive. So preventative, there again, preventative is the word. Right. Um, anything you can do as far as keeping an eye on things, you know, looking in places you maybe don't always look, like under your sinks. And checking, you know, under your sinks, you have those mm-hmm. little shut-off valves under there. Checking, just looking visually at the condition of those. Do they look clean and shiny, or do they look kind of look old, corroded, and, rough and messed up? And, and messed up. And and every you know few years, if it's starting to look that way, maybe do some preventative maintenance. And the little the little plastic lines. So the little <sighs> plastic lines that go from like your sink to your refrigerator or to your reverse osmosis system. Boy, you're, you're, uh, I had you this know.
1: exact thing the other day in my house. Did you really underneath my kitchen sink? the reverse osmosis had a leak and it was uh, these little plastic tubes that they yeah, were using yeah, and stuff yeah. and I'm like where is this water coming <laughs> from but, uh,
0: there you go you i know. mean yeah it's and and water can you know water intrusions can be really costly i mean very very costly guys so you want to try to nip them in the
2: bud when you can yeah. well, one of those little plastic lines can turn into a you know 80,000 dollar insurance claim sure. pretty quick and you have to move yeah. out of your house and move your stuff and yep. you you know you've got 6 inches of water on the floor so Yep, uh, that, that's 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 very valuable as far as preventative if you can head that off at the pass. And, you know, you can get those little uh, moisture sensors now that you can put under your sink. they oh. Wi-Fi, they hook up to your Wi-Fi system, and if they sense moisture, they'll let you know immediately. I've if never seen that. That's,
1: that's a think. great idea.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think that some of the people who do, who install uh, ROs now do that. with. They'll, they'll give you the option to put that moisture sensor under the sink now. Yeah, which is a great idea. You should do it there, maybe under your bathroom sinks too, because... They they could potentially have issues as well. Hey, listen, we're coming up on a break. We're gonna run a couple quick commercials and come back. We got a lot more to talk about, guys, with both Ben and John. So stay tuned. We will be back in just a minute.
1: I want to hear more about that that kind of stuff, like those I you don't know little little things that you could have around your house that helps you to be notified when something's going on. I, yeah, you know, what, a, what, a good, what other things you got? Yeah, moisture detectors. I yeah, that.
0: yeah, that's yeah, a good. That's, it, is. it is. It's it's a it's a great tip because it's. That, I mean, I, and they're not that expensive. I don't know. No, think. they're a few dollars. Yeah, they're, they're not, a not that expensive. Do they
1: beep or something? When I think they, just when it just
0: notifies you on your phone. Yeah, they'll notify you. If, if your moisture level goes up, they'll notify you on and your phone.
1: So now I have to worry about does it have a good battery and is it charged and true is it plugged in or whatever. The- it's
0: better than nothing, though. I hear you. Yeah, it's better than nothing. I mean, it's like, yeah, you're right. You got now. You got to maintain that too. It's like, yeah. it's like when they put those manifold systems in the house for the plumbing systems. Yeah. They put those in there thinking, oh, this is going to be great. You can turn off the water wherever you want. But what yeah. they just Not created was thirty more connections that potentially leak yeah.
1: in your house. <laughs> yeah. And they put it on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's do segment two. Here sure, we go. Sure. Jumping right into it. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. 702-203-1165. I'm surprised he knew that. And I'm actually not that surprised. That's very good. Uh, with me now in that was John Ingram, and then I always have Ben Grove here. Uh, before the break, Ben, we were talking about the, these, these sensor items that you can get to help detect moisture and such. Before we get into more of that, I want to I want to uh, ask you, you said you got a call from one of our listeners, and I want to remind everyone, we love it when you guys reach out. This is what, one of these re- reasons we're here, is we want to get you to answer your questions, and you had somebody reach out to you recently, right?
2: Yeah, I had a great story. I had a call from a listener last week, and uh, she wanted my help on some things, and she was having some work done in her home. She had a leak in her home. And uh, she had to do some repairs around the patio door, which I, I think was probably the source of what was going on. Uh, but she was in a situation where she had some, some having some contractors maybe just telling her different things, you know. Ah! Uh, and and she wanted to get a, an opinion from from a third party, someone, someone yeah. just to give her information. Yeah. And, and 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 so I, I went in and helped her, and we looked at some things. So nice, um, love and, that. And it never hurts, you know. In- inspectors are available for things like this because, right? Sometimes you know you get you get three bids from contractors what you're really getting is three different opinions in a lot of cases so yeah and the lowest number is not always the best
0: choice there guys you know you say okay oh he was the cheapest let's go with him yeah but he's not really he may not even fix the problem you don't know so yeah it's good to get that professional opinion on somebody who's not going to get
2: paid to do the repairs that's why inspectors don't do repairs they don't do it they just inspect Right. Yeah, we just work on behalf of the client in that case. So yeah, it's a, it's a good resource if you know yeah. if you're having problems with your home or questions. Um, yep. Oftentimes, an inspector can help you. Awesome. Awesome.
1: It's, it's a real problem. It's, it's something I've been thinking about recently. Is uh, my pool service? Yeah. Every every time they do a service, I get a, like an invoice or a, a notification, and without fail, they try to sell me something. In every one of those <laughs> yeah. notifications. Yeah. And so they text me the other day saying, "Hey John, there's your acids a little high. We think you should drain and fill the pool, and and this kind of thing." And it's like, "Oh, and it's only four right? hundred and fifty dollars, right?" I'm like. Wait, do what? I really need to do this? Because every time you talk to me, you're selling me something. So right. how do I know right. when it's something I really need versus mm-hmm. just something you want to sell?
0: That's a great point because that's – I mean that, there are – I mean, contractors—they have salespeople,
1: right? That's I mean, what they're there it's for. What your auto mechanic does. You go to get your oil changed, right? Yeah, right? They're looking at everything, trying to find something to sell you.
0: Right. They're always looking to upsell. Yeah. Always looking to upsell.
1: Get the most out of it, right? Right. You so. know, when
0: I was a waiter, that we were we were not only taught to upsell, we were—they insisted we upsell. I mean, if you don't, right. they. I remember before we had computers, we used to have, We had a thing called ND on the check. And that was no desserts. We had to count how many people didn't get dessert. Oh right. And we had, to, and we had told management, yeah, I had six people didn't get dessert. And they're like, really, six? You couldn't get anybody to get dessert? Right. You know, so you know, it's you're challenged to upsell. So the same thing happens in every industry, right? Right? Yeah. Except for real estate, but, we don't but, we don't but, do that. But
1: this is one of those where it's like, <laughs> you know, we don't have the specialized expertise to right. say whether that's like reasonable or mm-hmm. legit, and so. Having a sounding board is really valuable.
0: So when I go to the mechanic and tells me my sprocket needs to be replaced, right. or you know the, the Spacely sprocket that I have in the car needs to be replaced, then, then I, I usually that raises an eyebrow for me because I watched the Jetsons, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I knew that that doesn't sound right to me, you know.
1: Yeah, when your headlight oil is low um, and we <laughs> yeah. need to change that, it's That's really not, important.
0: Not good. Yes, yeah. we're, we're this is not guys. If you're calling it about car repairs, yeah, we're not helping you here. Um, but um, but 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 for Ben, if you have have a problem with the house? You know, I think that's a great point, Ben. Is if, if you have an issue, call Ben. You yeah, know, that's an interesting
1: to resource to think about. Like you get pitched some major repair or yeah. something, you're going to do the house to have a effectively a licensed, trained person to say. Yep. Yeah, it's reasonable that you'd have to touch all five of these systems or whatever. The case is. Yeah, if you need to reach That's out,
0: to, you need to reach out to any of our contributors. You can go to our website; all their information is there. If you want to talk to Ben, if you, as a result of listening to the program, if you want to talk to Ben, text Ben to me. I'll put you in touch with Ben. Yeah. You want to He'll see a take good care of me. Of you. Yeah, there. uh, yeah. There's pictures of everything. <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. There's a
0: reason I'm on the radio. Right. <laughs> yes, there we go. Um, all right, so, Ben, are there other monitoring devices out there? Like, we're talking about this moisture thing. Are there other things that we can look at to, to help us make sure we're
2: protecting our home? There are some cool new things out there. So there's some, Ooh, Tell some, me, tell me. Oh, I like gadgets. Yeah, you like this. You like I like gadgets. Okay, so you'll like this one. You'll like all this right. one. So there's one you can put on your main incoming water supply in your garage. Mm. And it monitors your flow and usage and reports that to you in real time and on, on, on charts and so graphs. Like Match it up like against that. my water bill? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But but the other thing it'll do is if it detects irregular usage, it'll let you know. Oh. Oh
1: right, right. So if you have a, a leak that's not noticeable in the landscaping or something like that.
2: Before you get the thousand dollar water bill. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. I love that. And and also if it detects flow that's that's consistent with a leak in the home, it'll just go ahead and turn the water supply off. Wow.
1: I assume that's like a valve that has to be professionally installed and that sort of thing.
2: It's it's an electronic valve with some some electronics obviously to sure. it, right? Uh last I checked, I think the cost was around $500. Okay. Um and this can be installed like I said in your garage and it does it does all of those
1: things. So But pretty handy for people like second homes, not in the house frequently. Right? That Would auto shut off after it detects a leak? That'd Mm. be super. Huge.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Huge. So so not just let you know and you have to maybe run home 10 miles while the water's running, right? Sure. Yeah. This will go ahead and just turn it right off. Awesome. That's I can a, open
1: my garage remotely, why can't I shut off my water remotely? There, you there, it,
2: there <laughs> it is. There it is. You know, it'll
0: be it'll be a time very very soon you do not have to go home to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you just you can just stay at the you office even and do mortgages, John. Just stay at the yeah. office and do mortgages. Yeah. Some yeah. people
1: would be happy with that.
0: Um. <laughs> um all right, look. Uh John, I wanted I wanted to start with I I have some a bunch of things I want to talk to you about oh. today. Oh. And get it off your chest. I I you know, I I think I think we should we should talk about this because um and and you know, interest rate. We've we've gone over this interest rate situation a number of times. I don't want to beat this thing to death, but it, but it's really important that people that. understand the nature of what's happening out there right now. Um, and and to me, it's important for buyers to understand that, that we're probably not going to see three percent ever again guys
1: yeah it's it's a bold statement to you know no one can I'm, promise i can
0: it, i'm a realtor i can probably say that. you would have a more difficult time saying that but i can say that i don't yeah, i don't it, think we're it, ever gonna see it
1: required say it. very you know specific events to happen a world pandemic a, a, a stressed world and severe financial assist, uh, sort of shocks at work in order for us to drive race to that level um so I think it's not. It's not impractical to say you could see the threes again. The twos are your harder sell. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. We've only had the twos one time in history, and that was that was this recent uh, this this recent path, right? right? And that's not a normal, typical interest rate. We know that the historical norm over the last fifty some years has been slightly above eight percent on the average thirty-year fixed mortgage rate. Right. So being in a world where you're getting seven something. Um, is is
0: is better than the median, better uh, than the average? Yeah,
1: it's better than the it's, long. It just run doesn't average.
0: feel good when you knew you could have had three a few years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's certainly real. And oh, by the way, if I may, please, I, I have to mention I have a license number just in case. people Oh yeah, want please to get do that. that. Yes. Uh, I, NMLS in MLS five five two five nine six. That's me.
0: Thanks, John. Thank you. I, I forgot. I failed to do that. <laughs> no, you're cool. You're cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, okay. So. All right, so the, the the important element here, and we talk about this all the time, but I think it's important to continually mention that is that when we talked about new homes and the incentives that they're offering is is, is rate based. It's not price based. It's rate based, and oh, and, and that rate it's the that opposite they're
1: opposite of price. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the,
0: what they're doing is is they're increasing the price and lowering the rate, so they right. buy down the rate. Guys, just know that you're paying more for the house, but you're getting a better yeah. But the but the cost is still more. Right. And so I want you to understand that. And so when we look at, look at purchases, and I sell a lot of new homes, and I have nothing against new home builders. I'm just, sure. I understand the nature of what they're trying to do, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that sometimes consumers overlook the idea of how that's happening.
1: Right. It, it's the, how the price of the house is much less sort of intangible right, um, and hard to, to pick apart. For these type of things, they're they're getting their price of the house and how whatever, however they use their incentives, whether it be to manipulate your interest rate to pay your closing costs. Right, um, they're happy to do that stuff. Ultimately, and and it becomes a bit of a shell game in 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 that industry where you know there's these financial links between the mortgage entities that they work with and and the builder and where they shovel gains and losses become sort of tax strategy for them it's all convoluted intentionally
0: indeed indeed (laughs) hey listen guys we're coming up on the bottom of the hour we're going to come back we got a lot more to talk oh by the way i think the next segment we're going to do the monthly market update so charts charts on the radio guys so stay tuned we'll be back in just a minute the best part of the day charts on the radio charts on the radio like, like that yeah. Yep. All right. One man giving charts. <laughs> Numbers
1: for your real estate.
0: <laughs> uh. i got to make sure I review these again because I, I looked at them this morning and I want to make sure I got it right yet. Median price. Appreciation's down 1.6% year over year right now. that sound right? Yeah, that's probably right. In in
1: our market, sure. It will be positive by year end.
0: I think so, too. Yeah, because it's creeping up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Got it. All right. Here we go. Segment three. (coughs) Quit scowling, Carly. I'm going to try this again.
1: (laughs) here we go I do say starting the segment and then I'm going to say something
0: I know you are welcome back I'm I'm Harvey Blankfeld you're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now we're here every Saturday at 11am if you ever have a question or an idea for the program please call or text me at 702-203-1165 again that's 702- 203-1165. 203-1165. I want to remind you that if you wanted to talk to John about uh, doing a mortgage for your property, or if you wanted to talk to Ben about helping you with any of your inspection needs, by all means, text their names to me, and I'll put you in touch with them. They'll be happy to help you. That's one of the reasons we like doing the program, to help our listeners out. Meanwhile, I'm going to do uh, our monthly market update. That's being charts on the radio, so if you're driving, pull over to the side, so you can visualize with me these mm. charts that I'm about to describe to you.
1: Yes, um, your descriptions are, just bring the numbers to life. So they really do,
0: indeed. That. So, and, and if you actually want to see the chart just go to our website they're on our website just make so, sure
1: you tell us what they mean you know okay what I mean? that's what we're
0: gonna do we're gonna talk about first let's talk about what's happening right now in our market and what i'm talking about and when i do my october monthly market update i'm actually using september data we're going we're looking at last month and the wrap-up of last month and i'm only doing single-family homes because that's predominantly where i work um okay currently available we have 4,324 single-family homes last month we had 4,105 so we we're up a little bit. Slightly. Pending and contingent under contract right now. We have 2,090. Last month, we had twenty, a little over 2,300, so we're down a little bit there. Uh, sold in the last 30 days, 1,849. That's down from 1,888, so about the same, more or less, which leaves us with a, a 2.34 months' worth of inventory right now of single-family homes, and our average day as a market is 32. Now, last year, at the same time, we had 8,438 homes on the market. Double. We, yeah, double. Uh, we had about the same now. Uh, Twenty one seventy nine pending and contingent, and nineteen hundred forty two had sold. So those numbers are very similar uh, to what we had last year. And last year showed that because there was double the inventory, but same amount of traffic, we had a little over four months worth of inventory available at that time. And
1: Last year, this time, interest rates were mid sixes,
0: right. Exactly. So
1: almost a foot, let me call it 1% lower than where you're seeing today's numbers, which I I think is just interesting to bring up and say, well, is interest rates going to cause this market to crash? Well, Mm. it doesn't seem that 1% didn't really make a big difference.
0: Surely surely didn't. You're exactly right. Now, I'm pulling out my charts that I got from Equity Title, and this is my stack chart that I I look at every single month, and it shows the number of single-family home sales over the year by month and what it says right now this this what this chart says is that right now we're on record low pace in terms of activity of single family yeah. homes going back to 2008 I mean we're going way back <laughs> to, to see some uh, record low amount of activity mm-hmm. um, which is part of the reason why uh, prices are where they are. There's not a lot of activity. There's not a lot of sellers out there, but there's not a lot of buyers either. So yeah. it's, it's just the lower volume.
1: From from my side of the world, just to throw this in here. Please. The the stat shows the number of, like, the mortgage volume, the number of loans we're doing, is on pace to do what we did in 1996. Wow, okay. That's how much it's compressed.
0: Really, yeah. Um, this line graph shows the amount of months of worth of inventory, and currently it's showing we're standing at around three. It's been hovering around two, three, and four for the last several months. Um uh, then the median price is another line graph. It's four fifty, guys. Four fifty yeah. is our median price. Uh, I, I have another chart that shows slightly variant from that, but that's where it's been for some time now.
1: It wasn't so long ago. It was like four twenty nine ish, something like that.
0: Yep. Yep, and it's it crept up, and then it, now it's come down. It's kind of stabilized right around that mid-fours. Uh, the year-over-year year appreciation, right now we're standing down about 1.6% year-over-year year in terms of our level of appreciation. But we, we both believe, John and I were talking about before the segment, yep. we both believe it's going to probably end up about flat by the end of the year because prices have crept up a little bit of late. Yeah, you had
1: all that softness in the first quarter, and yeah. then it's been huge slowly softness. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's been coming, creeping recovered. back. Yeah, um, this, the demand versus the supply is, as we just described, uh, shows that shows that uh, it's about you know it's, demand is about half of supplies, which again gets us to that two month level of inventory. And then this last chart is the one that I make here, and this shows the line graph showing uh, the available homes versus the homes sold and the median price. And basically, guys, it's been doing the same thing since April. I mean, it really hasn't changed all that much. It's been, the lines are about the same. I'm sharing it with my guests right now so yeah. they can see. It's just flattened out for the, for the, since April, it's kind of flattened out. The inventory came down, but all the other numbers stay about the same. Uh, and, and that's where we sit. And our median price has stayed about the same since, since about April. Yeah. It was up to, it was, I mean, we were, we were, our inventory was up to over 8,000, like we said a year ago. But the median price, you know, 425, 430, it got up, to, you know, got up a little bit, but it's four, right now it's 448. So it's right. It's mm-hmm. at that four hundred and fifty number. Sure. Um, so that's what's happening in our market right now. That's our monthly market update for October two thousand twenty-three. Any any further thoughts on that, John?
1: Well, I'm just thinking like, what do what do all these numbers really signal as what's going on there? Um, my sense of the marketplace is there are fewer listings coming into the market. There are fewer <laughs> sales happening where people are actually buying. Yeah. But. There's not a significant imbalance between those two sides, and therefore price is not falling, it's not, you know, it's not crashing, as as some theorists might say, even with, and I'll say this, we've seen interest rates peak their head over 8%. Yeah. Uh, so even with all those factors, what what's it really done is slowed the pace of the market, the speed, potentially, or the number of transactions that are happening, but it's not yeah. The it's not allowed price to fluctuate in a really large degree. Yeah. It, you know, you're not you're not screaming higher gaining 10 and 15% of your home value every single year right. like we were for a minute there. Right. Um over the last past some of years, but it's also not falling out of bed either.
0: That's the thing. Yeah. I think that what we've seen is 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 a is a, a more balanced market, just less volume. Just, it's a balance right. because there's yeah. fewer buyers and fewer sellers. Yep. Now, you know the interesting thing is, is that you know we've talked about the element for sellers is that if you have a three percent mortgage on your home, it's really tough giving that up. And that's that's it's one psychologically, of the it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's reasons financially you might want to do that regardless, but but we uh, we can touch on that. We've talked about it before. We can touch yeah, on it yeah. again later. Um, but the important thing is, is that that's what's happening. And also, buyers out there, uh, it's it's just a little less affordable right now uh, because of interest rates than it was. Uh, just two years ago, and so that's 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 the mindset. Yeah. But I will say this. I've, I've heard from – I mean, Ben was talking – we were talking before the program. Ben says he's been getting busy of late since about the middle of September. He's seen activity pick up a little bit.
2: Yeah, this fall has been way busier than last fall, which is kind of interesting in light of the numbers that, that both of you kind of put out there. Right. Um, because last, the end of last year really kind of fell off a cliff. Yeah, and I, you it know, sure did. There was, I guess, a lot of, of, of worry and, and, and just lack of being able to see the future. Uh, but this fall has been has been very strong. Now, a bigger percentage of that for us is new homes. New homes has taken right. up a much, much bigger piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, than and it well was their overall to segment
1: of homes being sold is, yeah. is significantly larger.
2: Yeah, yeah. and, and, and he, he, here, I don't, whether this is anecdotal or not, but. Uh, High-end homes is a much bigger piece of the pie this year than it was last year. Interesting. Does that, does that come through in the numbers at all? or you know, is, that, is that just anecdotal on our part?
0: There are. I mean, there were some. There were some who would who would uh, suggest that at the higher-end homes. There's a lot more cash buyers in that market. Yeah than there are in in the blue-collar element that I would say, the middle-class element. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those high-end homes, they're, they're selling a home in California or they're selling a home in New York or, or Chicago or whatever, sure. and they're taking that cash and they're coming out here and they're paying cash for the home, so they're not dealing with interest rates. So there might be, I mean, that would be one possible plausible explanation for that. Yes, I think that's not un, not unlikely and i think i've seen some i also heard from i was yesterday at a signing from an escrow company and they told me how busy they are all of a sudden too they're starting to see traffic pick up i think once we start to see that activity pick up it's it becomes it's going to be it's going to be a little contagious it will be a little
1: contagious and i wonder how much of this or yeah how much of this is a contributing factor, factor which is are the shrinkage in our industry you know, certainly in the mortgage business yeah We've experienced tremendous layoffs and downsizing, and, and our teams have shrunk significantly uh, sort of across the country, and this is every lender I, I know has had to shrink to try to fit the amount of businesses going there, and so you'd, you'd also experience that in the title and escrow side, where I'm individually busier, let's say. True. That, That's a good point. But... Um, good point. That's a but good that's point. Just because I'm having to do more because there's yeah. fewer of
0: us. The cream's rising to the top a little bit <laughs> yeah. in those industries, you know. Yeah. And same thing in ours as, yeah. as realtors. I'm sure there's lots of realtors who decide to step aside and and sure. go back to another career, cho- you know, another career choice as a result of the market conditions. Because you know, right now, I'm, I would say this, and, and because I have experience, I think experience mm-hmm. means more now than ever in this market, and I think it's really important. Um, so I think it, it becomes useful. Um, hey, listen, we're coming up on another quick break. We're going to come back, and John and I want to t- we want to touch on a topic that's been in the news of late, uh, with regard to these major. Uh, i be curious
1: if people are like up on this yet. Yeah,
0: we're going to talk about what Redfin's done recently, and some of these other big uh, uh, brokerages, and, and talk about what's happening with the NAR and, and the Justice Department. We're going to touch on this list a little bit, just in just just a, a good back. You're going to hear some back office talk about this. It'll be interesting for you. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute.
1: yeah it it feels like things are building to a head and so it'll likely hit their radar and this will be a little sort of ground uh groundwork well
0: a little preemptive strike on it for the for the Mm -hmm. sake of like people our listeners understand it because i think it's look it's gonna it's you're right it's gonna hit there's gonna be all of a sudden you can't believe what just happened you know and 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 it's been happening for some time so we might as well touch on it i think it's a good idea Okay, segment four. Here we go.
1: We'll keep Ben in the dark until we say it and see what his thoughts are. I'll get
0: get Ben's perspective on this. Here we go.
1: Ben's a person. person. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: (laughs) All right. Yeah, okay. I'll give him him (laughs) that. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702- two zero three one one six five again that's seven zero two two zero three one one six five with me now in studio we have ben grove and that voice behind the I'm voice was john ingram You doing
1: that sorry you I'm really are
0: you really right. like he's he he you know he has that he has that radio personality that mm. you know he wants to get that get the word out. Yeah. John, you and I were talking before the show today, and we thought it might be a good idea to share our thoughts on what's been happening of late between NAR, which is the National Association of Realtors, Thank and the you. Justice Department, uh, and, and some some brokerages who have settled uh, some pretty significant lawsuits that are that are out there between the, between NAR and 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 Justice sure. Department, and. and the, Let's talk about the reasons these came about. Basically, what they said was, I'm I'm going to generalize this. Lay the groundwork. Let's do it it in layman's terms here. What the lawsuits are about, and these are class action suits, they're about basically saying that sellers have been forced to pay buyers' brokers and therefore inflating the cost to sellers uh, unfairly. Unfairly charging sellers way too much to sell their house because they're paying for the brokerage on the buyer's side.
1: They're paying for the buyer's realtor. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, and... I, you know, it, it looking at it from from a uh, ten thousand feet, you might say well yeah that doesn 't sound right that does not seem fair. Why would the seller pay somebody representing the buyer but there 's actually really good reasons for this, and the reasons it was built this way mm-hmm. uh, and and that 's what I wanted to talk about
1: and, and ultimately the industry norms evolved to this place right?
0: yeah we, we got here for good reason and and, and let's let 's start with the idea that if you take away that that percentage of of commission away from the seller and now make the buyer pay it themselves. That's, yes. that's what the ultimate outcome would be. Uh, that's what we, we, would, we would suppose, that if the buyer wants representation, they're going to have to pay for it at that point.
1: Yeah, if, if, if the seller, if the seller uh, more easily has the option to say, I don't want to pay those on behalf of a buyer. Right. Let them pay their own way through this transaction. Right. Um, what does that do?
0: Right, right. So in my mind, okay. Now, now, because buyers are not foolish, they're not like, oh, you know, what, 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 do I do now? No, if they have to pay their own realtor and know the seller's not paying the realtor, that's a discount that they should get on the price of the home. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Right. We we certainly see this all the time, um, and at least I run across it. Where, um, just saying. Joe and Sally are buying a house from their good friends. And their good friends say, I'll sell it to you, but I don't want any realtors involved. Right. And so Joe and Sally, who are the buyers, are saying, well, then... I should get the house at a lower price, right? right. So you're, you're just gonna drop the price because we're not paying realtors now. I can I can sign this largest contract I may ever do without any professional help whatsoever. <laughs> right. This is good for me, so let me, yeah, and yeah. I don't need anybody's advice on what the value of the property is and how to protect myself, so just let me do that, <laughs> sorry. Yeah,
0: there's, a, there's a reason that realtors are in this equation, guys. There's a reason yeah. we're here. Uh, one of those reasons is because, uh, ideally, because we have experience, we know, we've we passed tests, we're, the state right. approves us, then then also we get we have to uh, subscribe to a higher standard of ethics through the National Association of Realtors. We have that that to deal with, but but the other thing is is that Not it's, when you
1: don't sell me on so much.
0: It's well okay, yeah.
1: I know the marketing ploy as the higher standard of ethics and everything. Wow. And I, I know you took a test where you you passed it online after 10 questions or I don't know what it is, but All right. well, I,
0: I could here. talk more about that, but I won't. Yeah, I, right. I, I'll choose not to at this point. I think point. It
1: comes down to the ethics of your individual agents. So there
0: you and, go. And yeah. I, I don't disagree to a certain extent. I mean, I, but we do hold our, 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 people accountable. I sit on a grievance where I hear sure, these cases sure. and we do hold them accountable. If it's brought to us, we're going to hold them accountable to it. Right. Anyway, having said that, I think it's really important to talk about – let's just – let. and I, I'm, I'm going to take some liberties with this. Let's just say that that a commission for a seller is 6% in this case, and half of that is going to be going to the buyer's agent. So that's 3% going to the buyer's agent, 3% being kept by the listing agent. That's not, that's not a rule. There's no. It's all negotiable, but I'm just right. going to say for the case of this discussion, let's talk about that case. Right. Whenever that happens – and, and let's say, you, you talked about people who know each other doing, I'm talking about for sale by owners. This happens all the time. And for sale by owners will say, okay, look, I don't want to pay a commission. right? So I'm going to put my house on Craigslist and sell it to somebody huh. and some buyer. And, and oh, by the way, I'm going to still get the same price that they would if I had a realtor because that's what I deserve because mm-hmm. that's what the market does. Well, what they find out is this, that the buyer understands and knows they're now saving 6%. That 6% we talked about, right. they're saving 6% and the buyer wants that. They're not going to let the seller have all that. They're going to want the. They're sure. going to want their share. They're going to say, "Well, at least let me have half of it." Right. So now you've given them a three percent discount. You know, we'll we'll say, yeah. yeah. And 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 you're you're taking half, and they're taking half. Well, now you you basically just just set yourself up where you're not getting any assistance, and you're still paying three percent. And that's that's one challenge. Now, when you talk about paying a buyer's agent. The biggest concern that we we were discussing before the show, the biggest concern is this: if if sellers decide not to pay buyers agents anymore and not make that part of their normal so cost that structure, away. that that's so, not part of my normal cost structure. I'm just going to pay my agent. Right. You pay your agent. And
1: so effectively, I as the buyer have to pay for my agent's work,
0: or go unrepresented. Or maybe go, yeah, that's you possible, know, right? Right. okay, you want to do that? I don't recommend that either. But right. let's say, for instance, that's the case. Now the buyer again understands that the seller now is. is paying 3% less in right. this case, right. and so they want that much of a discount. So now what did the seller gain? Nothing. They right. basically have to discount their house by the 3% they're not paying to the realtor. The realtors are in the deal for a reason, to help make sure that all parties behave well, and also to, to insulate the parties from one another, which often happens sure. in, 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 in real estate deals, and big transactions. People get upset, and all of a sudden, deals fall apart. Now,
1: But, okay, so let's say the buyer buyer does want to hire an agent. Right. So how does that get paid?
0: That's the the real problem.
1: You cannot finance that into your mortgage. Right. Right? So now this is just additional cash that you need to be able to be a buyer of that property. Right. And cash is kind of a large factor. Yeah, in, now right, currently currently right something? now
0: for a normal buyer, let's say they're coming in and they're they're doing a loan, uh, their normal cost of closing is around three percent with escrow fees, transfer tax, sure. you know, all that stuff they have to add into a transaction is normally three percent. And none of that really is a realtor expense. That's because the seller's paying that for them. That's right. But that's what they need to come out of pocket to pay, and then plus their down payment, whatever that is. Right. Okay. So now we're just basically doubling that in, in this case, in this instance so now your where I'm saying
1: the closing cost to buy a house are six percent on top of the down payment. Payment of right. another 3 or 5 or 10% or
0: whatever. So, will buyers now choose to say, Yeah, I don't want a realtor because I don't want to pay that other 3%? I, w-
1: I would imagine that I'd end up going to you, Mr. Seller, and saying, I need you to pay my agent. Yeah. So, that's part of my negotiation <clears throat> with you. Right. I'll, I'll pay you this price, but you agree to pay these costs. That's what's going to happen. That's
0: how it got here in the first place, guys, right. because it didn't used to be. It used to be that just listing agents got paid and buyer's agents were on their own. There wasn't even such a thing as a buyer's agent mm. years and years ago. It was just listing agents, and listing agents handled everything. But here's the problem. They're fiduciary responsibilities to the seller. They're not really – you know, right. they may be morally and legally obligated to make sure they don't cheat the buyer, but they're, honestly, they're, they're getting paid by the seller. They're not looking out so much for the buyer. <laughs>
1: Speaking of new construction –
0: Speaking of new construction, that's exactly go. how those guys work. Yeah. Now they're not they're not trying to hurt the buyer buyer. But they, in don't any way, represent but they the buyer. do not represent the buyer. So now you're talking about a situation where you're going to change the equation. Like John said, now the buyer's got to come out of pocket even more to pay an agent to represent them, or they go unrepresented. Mm-hmm. Which I think is
1: even worse. Right. There are really dangerous pitfalls in that area. Yeah. Not to say that you, you have to fall prey to them, but many people will. That's exactly right. Right? Yeah. Um, and so there's there's some. Um, I, what I, I wonder about this is: Are there unintended consequences that come with it? Yeah. Because you're you're messing with the entire real estate industry and the balance that is there. Yeah. And then I, w- I would just pose the question: Maybe Ben can chime in on this. Ben, if if you're a seller on a house, did you not know that you could like change the commissions that you paid? Like, did did in your mind was that like off limits to negotiate in any way as a seller?
2: So when I'm ready to put my house up for sale and I have however many agents approach me or I have mm-hmm. them come into my living room to, to you know, present to me what they're going to do for right, me, right. Uh, it, it would enter my mind at least to discuss that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. to negotiate a, a but, commission. But, it,
1: but it, like, is your default to say, no, that's something I just have to pay. I have no influence over how much, so I have no ability to manipulate or control it. Mm. Uh, I just have to take whatever the agent says. I think the average consumer knows that that's a negotiable item. Yeah.
0: I think that, yeah, the, there's lots of there's lots of education out there to provide them the opportunity to negotiate those things. So it, so, it yeah, seems disingenuous to
1: me that like, these lawsuits make it seem like sellers had this happen to them Without any knowledge that it was like as if it was mandatory, they were forced to pay. Yeah,
0: which is it's it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that this has gotten to this, and I think it's going to hurt the market. It's going to hurt right now. Entry level buyers are struggling as it is. Right now, you're going to add more cost to their equation to to help them buy their particularly their first home. They need help. uh, You know, I'm not saying that we're you know. We're like, you know, uh, magnanimous and we're mm-hmm. offering these. But the truth is, is that getting help from a realtor really does benefit a buyer. Hey, guys, listen, uh, we, we can go on for this for, for a long time, but I, I think we got to wrap things up. I want to say what a fun real estate hour we've had. I got to thank Mark, our production director. Thank Carly once again for doing a great job. Uh, you've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld. Next week, we have another wonderful hour for you. And our guests are gonna I guess we're going to be Rick Senemi and Liam White. <laughs> uh, if you ever have a question about real estate or any uh, topics we cover, just call me off air. Text me at 70. 203-1165. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, LB Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media, at LB Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on 101.5, K on.